Welcome to this week's episode of Say What You Mean. I'm Jeff. I'm Jake. It's hot today, dude. Did you go outside at all? I've been outside a few times okay. with dogs. I've been hiking. I've been trekking. Dude, everyone needs to just quit their job today. Mm-hmm. Let's go walk out in the forest somewhere. <laughs> it's nice. Mm-hmm. I needed it. Yeah. I needed it. I've needed it. My knee hurts. Mm-hmm. Why are you drinking that? I don't know. Sorry, I can't believe I just didn't address that earlier. <laughs> I don't know. I, I need an answer. It, it tastes I need an answer. terrible. Yeah, I'm sure it tastes it's terrible. It's electrolyte or electrolyte, electrolyte beverage, premium hydration. Well, you saw that? Strawberry kiwi. Bingo, dude. Well, I mean, Under Armour and Gatorade has so much, or Body Armour, not Under Armour. Yeah. Body Armour has so much sugar, and I just was like, isn't it all just salt? Yeah. I mean, it's all sodium. But this is... Are you jacked? Per container, 130. Actually, it's not even that much better. <laughs> I should have just gotten a Gatorade. Oh, that's stupid. Where'd you get that? Uh, at the 7-Eleven right here. Oh, okay. You're silly. They don't dude. have shit for drinks, though. Dude, that 7-Eleven sucks. The one down the road, mm-hmm. like towards like further down Mill Plain, is super nice. Is it? That one is really bad. Yeah, it's gross. The people who work in there. Yeah, they oh don't my. give a shit. Oh, my God. They don't care at all. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's the Wild West out here. Dude, welcome. <laughs> Come on my side of town and just chill. <sighs> How you doing? I'm good. Are you? Yeah, I'm good. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, 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 good. Um, how's the potato? Uh, the potato, he's okay. Yeah. Um, He's uh, still fussy. Still really fussy. <laughs> oh, yeah. He just doesn't. I, I, I at this point, I'm pretty sure he's he's what whatever the term colic means. Mm-hmm. I, it, there's no medical diagnosis for it. It's just a fancy a fancy word for saying a baby that pain just, in the ass. Yeah, a baby that just <laughs> cries unconsolably for yeah. months, and then just one day they just stop yeah. doing it. There's wow. no there's really no medical way to fix it. Yeah, because nothing works. Like we've tried ev- we've tried. I feel like everything. Yeah, yeah. So, and everything works for 10 minutes, and then it doesn't anymore. Mm, so it's like... I can't even imagine, dude. So we talked a little bit about this last night, and, we, and you don't have to, ex- to say anything, but is there any, like... And, and I, you don't have to answer this, but I'm, I'm genuinely cu- curious, and it's it's, an, uh, it's a question, a personal question that might reveal maybe something that you don't want to, but are, is there any element of, like, insecurity or embarrassment at I all, can't. just in parenting so far? Um, like judgment from other people or anything like that? I, I know that I definitely have it, and mm-hmm. I have had it, you know, raising a 13-year-old. And, and you know I've talked to you millions of times about just, like, feeling like a piece of shit dad mm-hmm. <laughs> um, just by choice-making. But I just know that sometimes, like, people will oh, – everybody always has a solution to your problem. Mm-hmm. Not even their own fucking life's problems, but they yeah. can always solve yours. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not fishing for an answer. I'm just wondering, generally, from my own experience, are there things that like make you kind of like go like question your own parent parenthood? I guess. Mm. Um, I don't know because I don't think I'm. A lot of me doesn't think I'm doing a bad job. Okay, so that's where the difference is with me then. But <laughs> the like. At my core, yeah, I'm like, Kylie and I are doing a good job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there's other people's actions. Like I don't think that 
I'm not thinking like, oh, Kylie and I are doing a bad job. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm, I get in my head about worrying about what other people think. For sure. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think that regardless of what, it, it's weird because regardless of what they think. Sure. I wouldn't change how I'm acting okay. towards Wells. Right. But I'm like, I don't want them to think, I don't want them to think bad of me. Yeah. So there's sometimes where I'm like a little, probably a little too quiet and a little too passive trying to people mm, please the yeah, wrong person. For when sure. My, my main focus should be to people please the potato. Yeah, for sure. And um, not people please whoever's idea is of how, what you should, be what doing. I should be doing. Yeah. Because, but then for me, like I'm a people pleaser, that's just kind of my default setting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is to just be passive and so i'll let other people kind of like railroad me yeah and not so much like i don't know it's weird like there's i had a little bit of of that yeah where like anytime he gets really fussy i think people's default is like oh that everybody wants to try to fix it Mm -hmm. right everybody wants to try to fix it and it's a crying it's, baby. Nobody wants a baby to be crying. <laughs> no, and it's awful. Like, yeah. and, and like, I get kind of embarrassed when I'm out in public because I don't want. I have this thing. Like, I don't want people to feel like they're. I'm imp- like, I don't want to be the definitely co- another element. Yeah, to I don't want to be the cause of someone's input. Like, I don't want to impose on other okay. people. And like, yeah, I don't yeah. want them to be like we were uh, in a like an eatery place mm-hmm. yesterday, like a, a restaurant. Mm-hmm. It's not really a restaurant. It's like an a yeah, whatever. And so uh, he was just in one of his... Singing? Just, just wailing? Just one of his uncon- <laughs> un- inconsolable fits. Yeah. And he stayed at, he stayed that way for the whole night. Like, yeah. He didn't sleep at all last night. Oh, wow. He, he did for a little bit. And like I know that, but other people I don't think know that. That and he slept? Well, no, no, that no matter what you do, he's going to oh, keep gotcha, streaming. Gotcha, gotcha. Because we had family members over right, on right. the weekend, and everybody kept trying to take turns making him feel better. Right. And I'm Kylie and I are just sitting back and being like, "Go for it, keep trying, yeah, keep I trying, mean, keep trying all you want." Yeah. And you're not gonna, you're not <laughs> going to get him to stop crying. I mean, he's just crying. That's kind of nice in a way because you saying it isn't going to do the job for most people. Like, look, dude, we've tried everything. It's not going to work. So there's no point in trying. No matter who the fuck you say that to, they're going to be like, eh, let me try. Well, everybody's got try. everybody's got ego. Yeah, for so. sure. So then they try, and then you look at them like, I told you. Yeah. Well, the first, <laughs> the, 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 hard, the part that was honestly hard for me, and I don't want, like, people, because I have family that listen, sure. obviously. And yeah, so yeah. I don't want to, like, I don't want this to come across as me being, like, angry or what right, I'm right, right. thinking I'm angry or anything. But there's been this, like, I think it's, obviously women want to nurture right and um i think i just broke your trump pen you're fired oh my god i'm so sorry oh my god that is a historical uh, what is it Uh, called artifact dude keep america great now you have to buy him authentic maga hat if it's a (laughs) all right i'll buy you it oh i'm terrible i'll get it for you for your birthday it's like donald trump pen dude oh I'm so sorry. I have I don't have any pens that don't have broken. I don't either, dude. Honestly. Oh, dude, I'm so I gotta sorry. Keep, where's my fidget, dude? Take my fidget. What are you right there? It's right in front of you. Sorry. <laughs> I broke the the little like clippy thing on his Trump pen. Uh, did you see? Hold on, let me move this real quick. Oh, God, where'd you get that? When my sister house sat for us when mm-hmm. we were at Disneyland, she's like, I brought you back a gift from New York. It's in your podcast area. Let's see if you can find it. There's so much shit in here, mm-hmm. dude. I was like, I have no idea where it is. And she's like, just keep looking. She's like, look by your say what you mean stuff. It's actually a Donald Trump refrigerator magnet. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. But it is of him in a suit standing up, giving a thumbs up. With his power uh, red tie and a MAGA hat. Power red tie and a MAGA hat, dude. I'm collecting MAGA memorabilia. I will take it all. I'm not going to pay for it. Mm -hmm. But if you'll give it to me, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, you might as well. Right? Um, It's it's, uh, history. He was a president. Yeah, dude. Four Um, and five. Anyways, you were saying... Yeah, you were on your... Oh, yeah. So... Nurturing so women. like so when 
like he's fussing right yeah. and i'm holding him i think people they want to take that from me like they don't want sure. they don't want me to they're trying to relieve you yeah because if that's what it's mm-hmm. like it's like that as much as you're saying it is yeah they want to help you yeah and so i and appreciate him. that but at the same time i'm like in my mind i'm like you guys think that i'm doing a bad job oh i don't think that that's it well I mean, it might be it 100 might be <laughs> i don't i don't think so with my family and i definitely yeah. know that's not with kylie yeah and um but that's where my mind kind of goes yeah it's like well, why are you why are you like trying to take him from me just because you think that i'm the one causing him crying like, yeah to cry and everything like that which i mean that's just uh part of my own thing i mean maybe you are i mean maybe i doubt it because he <laughs> screams with everybody <laughs> my mom watched him on saturday and like <clears throat> for a couple hours while kylie and i had our anniversary yeah and she even said she even told me she was like at one point i just looked at him and was like i don't know how to help you yeah is what she said to yeah. wells he's just He's a screamer. He's a drama He's queen, He's just dude. a screamer. <laughs> so, I mean, I think that's his astrological sign, a cancer. A screamer? Was, yeah, just uh, <laughs> dramatic. Yeah. He likes, uh, we found, though, that there are certain there's certain music oh. that seems to get him calm. Okay. And uh, Boxcar he, Racer? Uh, no, Simple Plan. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. He is dramatic. <laughs> yeah, he likes that Canadian pop Screw punk. you, Dad. Yeah, he likes that Canadian pop punk. what to do. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't be perfect that's amazing <laughs> i love that so we just we we've, we've been playing him simple like i can't we we play i do anything basically on repeat yeah when we're in the car and it keeps him quiet that he actually keeps him it actually keeps him quiet yeah it's Dude. so weird he likes that really whiny voice i love that i'm guessing he probably just it he's like that sounds like me <laughs> <laughs> uh but he i mean that's Aww. all I. That's all we've listened to yeah. in the cars and stuff. So I just wonder if there's something about that, that beat mm-hmm. or something that mm-hmm. he recognizes. Um, Gee, I don't that know. is awesome. But yeah, big fan of Simple Plan. Good. <clears throat> I love that. That's what. That's what it is. Um, I ask. You know, I'm asking these questions just because, as a dad, I, I like to know. You know, mm-hmm. um, almost. In the exact opposite of what I was getting at or asking is like I was I drove to Snohomish for the man trip with Dimitri mm-hmm. and he kind of I'm not going to get too much into details what he was talking about, but he was kind of opening up a little bit about like his childhood traumas and oh, wow. like the parent parent styles and parenthood that he experienced and how sometimes not that he sees us doing that with Cheyenne, but he doesn't want us to. And it's a control thing. And he sees that. And he was being very honest, which I don't mind. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that. Like, if you're going to tell me, tell me straight. Don't beat around the bush. Sure. And so it's not easy to hear, but I don't think he's wrong necessarily. I think that there are elements to my day to day that he doesn't consider or know about. Mm-hmm. But that does, that's no excuse. Sure. Right. Mm-hmm. So in that same realm of the questioning of what of, you know, people telling you things or trying to do things for you, even you last night were talking about some experiences um, growing up and like just like parenthood styles that you've seen just from an outside perspective and me just going, oh, OK, that it, it, your your experience or what you've seen. And your examples that you've used and Dimitri's examples and even my own examples, when we kind of self-reflect and talk to one another, Mm -hmm. it's easier for me to go, shit, maybe I need to make little adjustments and tweaks along the way. Sure. And I think that's all this stupid fucking thing is, Mm -hmm. is just trying to figure it out along the way and make little adjustments and changes. and, And like I said, it doesn't even have to be our own experiences, but just somebody else, you relaying a story of somebody else or, Mm -hmm. or just saying like, you know, I know, I mean, it's just, it's weird, Mm -hmm. but I appreciate people being open and honest and talking. It it goes back to that conversation about here's what you should do. Right. Yeah. Demetri wasn't having that conversation. He was saying, here's what I see here over here to the left is here is what i see over here to the right is what i've experienced and it almost allows me to draw the connection myself and go okay sure i gotcha Mm -hmm. i gotcha yeah which is good because since that conversation we've had we had one pretty pretty massive um contentious day um about a week of last friday but since then 
it's it's been awesome and Cheyenne and I have I've been intentional about spending time with her taking her out on walks just me and her and having some real deep meaningful conversations about life and just things that we don't normally get a chance mm-hmm. to talk about and being outside and today she was just like dad I like being out here and, and just talking with you and I'm like all right let's keep doing it like it was just like I mean, sometimes I look at her and I whisper, I hate you. <laughs> but then other times I'm like, God damn it, dude. I do enjoy doing this. Mm-hmm. And I do enjoy having this relationship with this person. And we talked a lot about recently just um, trauma growing up, right? Not just her, but all of us. And and um, I'm, I'm rereading a book that I read um, prior to her moving here and joining our family. But it, it's it's just highlighting, you know, early childhood trauma and how often those children are told essentially no whether that's through actions or actually being told no and then so they've they've their brain is reconstructed and constructed and rewired to to know the answer is going to always be no when they're asking or looking for their needs to be met Mm. so a baby cries the needs aren't met. Mm-hmm. There's something there that changes. Yeah. Okay, I know that that doesn't work anymore. That child gets older. I know that if I'm kind and sweet, that still doesn't get me anywhere. But if I'm rude, nasty, I'm still getting attention. It's feeding those endorphins. That's a learned behavior. Sure. So rereading that book and mm-hmm. just really trying as a parent to be crafty. It's almost like a video game for me trying to manipulate and try to beat this level of 13 (laughs) (laughs) and finding, finding uh, constructed ways, constructive ways to say yes. Right. Can I do this? Can I do that? Well, maybe the answer shouldn't be yes, but say, I don't know if that's a good idea, but what if you would did something like this? Right. It's still a yes built into that. Mm -hmm. No, you get what I'm saying? So, Oh boy, what a dad pod, dude! <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, well, it's. I'm glad to hear that you guys are on a. You guys are in a better place. It's up and down, dude. For sure. I mean, all it, all, it always is. Yeah. Things like every, there's always ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Um, but I appreciate you being open yeah. and talking about it because I think it's important. I mean, your experiences as a father of an infant there are experiences that you're going to have that I don't think are very different from maybe some of the ones that I have with a 13 year old, you know, but even hearing about your process and your thoughts and your own, your own reflections, I think are helpful for me to hear as well, because I mean, I think, I think, I don't think people talk enough about their own self doubt. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And we've always talked about mental health and processes and thoughts. And I think it's important, not just for me and hopefully for the audience as well to hear like, I mean, we all feel like we're sucking at this, but we know that the intentions are there. So hopefully that's enough to to shape these people. <laughs> For sure. I mean, ultimately, you just want to leave the world a better place than you left it. And that obviously is like leaving a better human being. Right. Is a, is a massive, like gift to the world trying dude yeah trying but he's always crying she's always crying yeah. trying but they're always crying i rage quit my job i'm not gonna say much about it other than i just rage quit <laughs> <laughs> uh, dude i just love all the memes of like people throwing the paper in the air and being like fuck this i'm out mm-hmm. which is essentially what i did but thankfully i have a new job and i start on monday get to go there tomorrow that's crazy you start on monday mm-hmm cool jen says by the time you get in there she she like literally was like like mimicking like me walking through the halls of like the (laughs) office like oh what's up jay (laughs) (laughs) like welcome to my place of work um i know by the time i come back you've already probably stolen all my friends and no i don't want to i'm not here to make friends i'm here to save lives have the whole uh, office have the whole office on your side to just chant my name. When you walk in, they're gonna be like, ja, 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 ja. Uh, "No, you'll like, you'll like, mo- you'll like, you'll like most of the people." Well, now I can relate on all of the things that you say. The thing is, is like, half of the office is brand new. That's so, wild. Yeah, like, there's Dude, really it's like the IRS man. Um, <laughs> so before we get into anything politics and moving on from fatherhood, if that's okay, unless you have of course one. not. Okay. Uh, 
there was like a big game con recently, so they've announced a bunch of games that they're releasing. I don't mm. know if you saw that, yeah. um, but there's a, there's a new game, like it's like an open world survival game based on Dune. Oh, which looks amazing. Like hmm. the trailer looks pretty cool, but you know you never never yeah. trust trailers because mm-hmm. it's all uh, cinematic shots sure. and they're they're rendered to look better. But um, so that there's supposed to be an open world Dune game. But then there's also Clay texted me about this. There's a Killer Clowns from Outer Space video game, which is based on a, like an old like mm-hmm. cheesy horror film. So I have a question, and my question is: If you could play any game made from a movie. What would it be? Any game made from a movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's not very many good ones. That's what I'm saying. Because it never it never translates. Can can it be in the even same, the other way around doesn't can it, translate? No, no, the mediums don't cross. Mm-hmm. Even shows that are based on video games. Did you watch Halo? No, I heard it's pretty good. The Witcher worked. Oh, I heard that too. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Well, I think it's working. It didn't work in the past because of the restrictions that cable. TV put on shows, mm-hmm. whereas um, streaming, streaming services yeah. much more. I mean, it, it's not it's night and day different in terms of what kind of content can be put out. Yeah. Um, how the length of episodes, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, budgets are obviously a lot bigger. Yeah. Um, so I think it it allows it to work a little bit more. But back to your question. Yeah. I wouldn't even know, honestly. I, I was just seeing if you had any. I mean, any of the a lot of the Star Wars games are good. Okay. I mean, Knights of the That's Old, a good point. I mean, if it's based on the same universe, mm-hmm. or does it have to be based on the like the movie? I would say same universe, right? Because okay. Dune is not going to be a Dune movie. Mm-hmm. Whenever you have a movie like based or a game based off a movie, it's like point A to point B. Yeah. Go here, do this. Go here, mm-hmm. do that. Go here, do this. Good. If it's open world, then then that's what brought me to the first thing that I thought about that's already in uh, development is that uh, open world Harry Potter game. Yeah, that should be amazing. I hope so. Yeah. I really hope so because I, they released some trailers for mm-hmm. it. It looks freaking rad. Yeah, but anytime they, anytime they postponed, they postpone. It's either good or bad. A lot of times it's bad. I know. It's almost always bad. Um... <laughs> But they've also a lot of games that get put out on time these days, mm-hmm. especially from triple, especially triple A titles from yeah. major developers, always buggy as shit. Yeah, at uh, at release. So and you're waiting kn- for updates. Yeah. So who knows, right? Do you have a movie universe? Uh, I mean, it definitely be Star Wars, and specifically the game Knights of the Old Republic. Okay. Uh, that was a great one. That was a great game. Another one. Um. Oh God, what is it? Uh, let me sorry. Or I'm, whatever that um, the newest one um, with uh, I can't remember what it's called. I did play. No, I didn't play it. What the the new star the newest Star Wars for the current gen consoles? I played with Calcat with Calcast. No, I didn't play that one. Okay, I think I downloaded because it it's like on Game Pass. It's free with E E. Was it? Um, e. What is it? What is that company that makes them? Oh. Um, EA? EA. EA. There you go. Good job. The biggest video game company. EA. It's in the game. Uh, So, yeah, I downloaded it, but I never played it. I did play the Rogue Squadron one a little bit. Mm. And Dimitri was telling me that a lot of people will do that with VR. It's pretty good. Like, because I have a 4K, so I brought Mm -hmm. it out so I could try that on my 4K TV. Looks pretty cool. Yeah. In in uh, the Oculus, I think Mm -hmm. it would be pretty impressive, but I'm not doing that. (laughs) No. It's fun to play for like five minutes and I'm over it. Yeah, there's only so much you can... You've got to have a game that has a really good story for me to stick with it yeah. anymore. It's just the amount of time in the day. I tried sitting down and playing through what a Mass Effect oh. um, playthrough, which if you were to do one, two, and three, because you import your character and all your decisions mm-hmm. from game to game. Wow. So like, by the end, like all your decisions are reflected in the ending, and there's all these different types of endings. Um, That's huge. By the time... You get done. If you do everything, it's about a 27, 28 hour playthrough from yeah. game one to game three. And I was like, I want to sit down and do that with my time off. I made it maybe a half hour and I was like, I'm nah, I'm done. This is, you I don't have to on war zone. Yeah. I'm like, this is, <laughs> this is as much as I loved that story. I'm like, 
I don't have the time. Yeah. I just don't have the time for it. Yeah. I started playing Minecraft again. There's this meme out there that like, it's like, here's your reminder to start a new world on Minecraft and then abandon it after three weeks. And it's like, dang, that's so effing true. Mm. You'll st- I'll start it. I'll build this house. I'll build a garden. I'll start building things. And then I'll just abandon it and mm-hmm. never play it again. Um, One more like universe I was thinking about is South Park, Stick of Truth, and Fractured But Whole. Hmm. Both those games are like RPG games where you kind of like have your character, you're in the world and you're building your character up mm. with like powers and stuff like that. Um, it's kind of fun. It's hilarious. Okay. I mean, you're constantly just doing weird things because it's South Park. Mm-hmm. But that was actually kind of a good one where like they actually made a fun game based on a television show oh. slash movie universe. Okay. But that was my only question. I was just All thinking right. about that. Um, Logan turned two. We had a birthday. Wow. Uh, Little Pups 2. But, oh, Ratatouille died. Cheyenne's rat. Mm -hmm. How did he go? In my hands. Was he just choking or he He, just um, old? He's old. Very old. Rats aren't even supposed to live as old as he was. And, you know, every every, every day we check on him and we we make sure Cheyenne's fed him and gave him Mm -hmm. water. And Jen was like, Cheyenne, I need you to go wait in the kitchen. Jeff, will you come here? And I'm like, oh, no. And I came in there and he's just like, he kind of like soiled himself in his like bed mm-hmm. and he was like really struggling to breathe. And I'm like, he's going to die. And she's like, what should we do? And I was like, hold on. So I hopped on the internet <laughs> and uh, I mean, th- there's nothing really you can do except for trying to make him comfortable. So we, um, we got him out and we kind of cleaned him up a little bit and then like he was, we like sent him back in his cage and Jen was like, I don't want him to just sit in there. And I was like, okay. And then we're like, Cheyenne, do you want to hold him? And she was like, Mm-mm. like she was scared. Right. Which is, mm-hmm. I mean, this is like fucking parenting moment right here. I'm yeah. like, Oh God, I'm not, I, can I do this? How do we get mm-hmm. through this? Um, so I held him, you know, had him in a little towel and I just held him on my, like up against my chest. And I was, you know, Jen's like, what would you like to do? Like, um, and she's like, well, when her other rat, because she had two, she's like, when Rocket died, um, I would, I just read to him. Like, I was just reading to him while he was, like, hanging out with us. And we're like, okay, let's do that. So we sat with Shy, and she just read to him. And also, I will mention that, like, we had some, like, we have some, like, bottled, like, hydrocodone from, like, when Dexter was, like, really sick. And that helped with, like, um, like a lot of his, like, uh, his congestive heart failure was affecting his like uh breathing mm. and his in his throat and stuff so we give that to relax it a little bit so we just gave ratatouille a little bit of that to help with like any pain there might have possibly been and then i just held him and she read and then like so he was he finally like started like calming down and like i was like petting him on his head and then like i could tell like for there was a moment of him just like okay like i can chill and then that he was gone Wow. And I just looked at Jen. I'm like, he's gone. And she's like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. And then I was like, then we had to like say, sweetie, like, hey. And she like stopped reading. We're like, he's gone. Oh, my God, dude. And then Jen's crying because Cheyenne's crying. And like, it is sad. Mm -hmm. But I hate watching animals die. Like, I'm such a wuss about it. And so I'm dying because now I'm holding a dead rat. And he was like, he's my buddy, Mm -hmm. dude. He was my little buddy. And uh, it was sad. But we um, went to, we went and bought him this, like, box, wooden box to bury him in. And to decorate the box, I bought, like, uh, some, like, sticker tape mm-hmm. of, like, coastal ticker st- sticker tape because he's from Corpus Christi. This mm-hmm. is a world-traveling rat here, dude. Uh, wrote his name, got some stickers with his name on it, and then we all wrote little messages on the box. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, we went out to Deanne's, who's Jen's mom, because everyone buries their animals out there. She's got like five dogs out there. And so uh, she's like got this garden with all these plants. And under the garden is these animals. Mm. So we, um, she had a little spot for Ratatouille already picked out. And we just buried him. And, you know, Cheyenne was like saying things to him and talking, just, you know, thanking him and all this stuff <clears throat> while we were driving out there. But, you know, Jen and her were kind of talking about him like being there just like showing up to like this party of dogs being like, 
what's up, everybody? <laughs> like, oh, okay, it was this new guy. Uh, so it was good. And then yesterday we went hiking, and she had to go to the bathroom because she always never tells me until it's too late. That's a thing with kids, too. Uh, so we swing by. I'm not in. I'm definitely glad we have a boy. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, okay, let's go. So we swing by her house, and then she like went over and went to where he's buried and just said hi to him and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. it's cool to have him out there because – it is so beautiful out there, but for sure. <sighs> Trials and tribulations, right? <laughs> well, Tucker, um, not anywhere near losing an actual living rat for your child, but Tucker Oh God. Uh, Tucker Oh God. Oh God. <laughs> Tucker a lot and this is this is just I mean, it's a story to uh, one, sorry, I guess I should I mean I, I, I when you text me that Ratatouille had died, I I had said, you know, obviously like yeah. Yeah. Tell Cheyenne I'm thinking, For you know, sure. thinking about her and yeah. you know, condolences and everything. That's terrible losing a pet. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine, especially losing a pet that had been there for her in times when in no one really, was. really difficult times. Yeah. yeah. So like there's gotta be like just an absolute unspoken bond mm-hmm. there. Like I couldn't imagine. I tried thinking about like you know, pets that have been with you through trauma and I just I mean, when you told me that Right, Tui had died. I kind of started thinking about like, well, my God, I couldn't imagine when Bo, mm-hmm. when Bo goes for me because like yeah. he was there for me, and so yeah, that's that's really tough. Um, hopefully, Cheyenne. She doing appreciates Bo. you saying something though, because there were a few people who reached out, mm-hmm. and I, you know, I said, hey, like Jake says, you know, he's sorry, and you know, I read whatever he said, and she was just like, like it makes her it makes her feel good for those who did reach out. So she for did sure. appreciate that. Awesome. Um, Tell me about your dog's butt. <laughs> Well, yeah. So a couple, couple of things um, to deal with. Is my, that where you're going with my animals? No, oh, okay. uh, but I will tell that story. <laughs> oh God! Uh, Wells, uh, Wells has had um, really bad diaper rash. Oh, okay. Um, well, he did have it. It's better now. But we were putting uh, Vaseline, mm-hmm. petroleum jelly, on it um, a little bit to to help. And uh, Tucker um, apparently uh really likes really likes petroleum jelly and the first one we had about three quarters of a of a tub gone it was about the first one the first one was only about a quarter so we had about three quarters of it gone about a quarter left and we had left it in the little cubby of his like pack and play changing table thing that we've got in our living room and he when we were gone licked it out of there (laughs) and you could just tell, like, it instantly just shot through him. Oh, and, my like, God. it was just nasty. Like, it was leaking out of him. It was his whole, the whole, his whole, I mean, golden retrievers have those really, really long, fluffy tails. Yeah. And long butt fur. Yeah. And it was just all greasy and nasty. And you could just hear him out in the, because he, <laughs> he trots out into the dark at night. And you could just hear him squirting that shit out. Oh, and it was no. so gross, dude. And then, um, but we needed to go buy some more petroleum jelly because we still needed it for Wells. So this time we we're like, all right, well, we we left it where we thought he couldn't get it with the lid on, and this was a full one. We left, came back. That son of a bitch <laughs> either got either convinced Bo to get it for him, which is how I think he got it, mm. because he's too lazy. Right. Tucker is too lazy to have gone through the trouble to get it. Or he just likes petroleum jelly that much. That much. But he ate the whole damn container. And it was days of oh. dealing with that. Days of him, of his butt just essentially being a slip and slide. <laughs> Everywhere he went, he left a puddle of oil. Oh. And, dude, it smelled so bad. Dealing And dealing with him with that yeah. was just... Yeah. Ugh, was dude, he miserable? Was, uh-huh. Was he miserable? Um, he, no, not really. No. He's just leaking, dude. He loves being dirty. Like, he's happiest when he's dirty and Mm. nasty. But giving him, we gave him, we had to give him multiple baths because it was, oh my God, dude. That sounds like a dream. It was so gross. And I I was telling you guys that story over Xbox. Yeah. And Jesse um, Geezy was like, well, you didn't let him sleep in your bed, did you? And I'm like, I'm like, kind of like. It's Tucker. (laughs) I don't know how to explain that any other way than just saying it's Tucker. No, he he sleeps. I can't tell him what to do. He sleeps in our bed. That's just what it is. He has his middle cushion on the couch, and you don't. We don't sit on the middle cushion because that's Tucker's cushion. Yeah, and he sleeps on our bed. Like he when he was a puppy, we've never crated him. 
because right. he would have killed him. Like the one time we tried, we I built this whole thing for him when he was a puppy. It was his crate, and then we had the crate door open, and it led into this like caged area. I had all of his toys, and we had multiple dog beds in there. I called it Rancho de Tucky. Yeah. The one time I tried to go take a shower and leave him in there, he was beating his head against trying to, everything he could to get out of it. He just he's if autism was a dog, yeah, Tucker, you don't do he's it. He's just. I don't, he is the weirdest, he's the weirdest dog I've ever met. And then <laughs> I don't understand it. He just is so idiosyncratic. He just does, he just has his, the things that he does. Yeah. And there's just no, there's just no changing him. But he has his, he loves his toys. Okay. Yes. And he you, does. you've seen his big, he has multiple big toy boxes. Yeah. Bo doesn't really play with toys. Tucker has his toys and he just, he loves his toys. Mm -hmm. Well, he has this, his favorite types of toys are, are llamas. Mm -hmm. And we have a whole lot of, we have a ton of llama toys, but it's most favorite toy of all time is called, we call it Howard. Mm -hmm. um, and he takes Howard everywhere he goes with him. Like and if you leave in the car? Uh, no, he, but like he, around the house, he the walks, uh, yeah, he walks, okay. he takes Howard outside. He <laughs> walks out when he's, he like walks Howard to the front door. Like Howard is like his favorite toy. And it's <laughs> this big white fluffy llama. And oh, okay. I was he left it outside the other night. And I'm guessing like it's like this white thing sitting in the middle of an open field to a bird of prey <gasps> probably looks like a rabbit. So I took Tucker out in the morning yesterday to go to the bathroom and I see what looked like a complete murder scene out in the back behind the red barn. Uh-huh. Something got a hold of <laughs> something thought Howard was a rabbit or something and yeah. it was his head was ripped off his body <laughs> stuffing shredded for like like a radius of 30 feet just completely yeah. shredded and tucker goes and picks up his it was so sad oh, he picks no. up the head of howard and then just didn't know what to do and he just was like so confused walking around the rubble of his destroyed friend and like <laughs> how we, did you not film that <laughs> you totally should have filmed that so we go like i'm like oh my god kylie like i walk in the remains of howard yeah and i'm like i'm like howard's dead and um <laughs> or, and, dead. And so um and so this is what Kylie and I are just so ridiculous because we bought this thing from Marshalls. So where do you even try to find right. another one? Well, Kylie found it. I'm sitting in therapy. I think you can find it from the tag or a serial code. Sometime. Yeah, I mean it was destroyed. Uh -huh. So, so somehow we remembered that it came with when we first got it. It came with like this Christmas ribbon oh, around its neck. Okay. And so i'm sitting in therapy and i get a text message on my phone with a screenshot of e on ebay mm -hmm. kylie found another version of howard and we bought it <laughs> off of ebay for tucker because he so doesn't he, shred him he just doesn't he doesn't shred toys right some no only Not if, like howard only if Bo likes it mm. tucker will oh my god tucker dude. will destroy what a drama queen. tucker will destroy a toy if Bo likes it yeah because he doesn't want Bo to have it <laughs> I hate dogs, dude. <laughs> That's amazing. Our dogs are so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I we have it. a new so we have a new Howard coming. Okay. Tucker. Good, good, good. Um, I'm sure there's a way to find like manufacturer information and stuff. When the like, look at the tag for like serial numbers and stuff. Mm -hmm. I know that like I've heard of people like finding like uh, stuffed other stuff things from like the 80s that were still being manufactured that they couldn't find anywhere else but by finding the code or something they were able to find it mm -hmm. there's ways yeah you just buy like nine to have in stock dude <laughs> um okay i have a bone to pick with seattle um what is this seattle times yes hmm. how'd you know i mean that's like the only seattle major publication that how'd I know you know i wasn't gonna say seahawks or something because you don't watch football and you don't watch baseball. How'd you know I wasn't going to say Sounders? I mean, I don't know. My mind never goes to soccer. Or Storm. I mean, I guess you could have been watching. I mean, Sue Bird, does she pay for oh, the Storm? Oh, yeah, she plays okay. for the Storm. Last mm. season, too, dude. She's done. They had this article. Okay. I'm interested to know how you feel about this. This is the, the headline. Okay. I'm going to have a lot of hot takes from the headline. Democracy not dying. Colon, Washington has third highest voter turnout in nation. 
There's been profound cynicism of late about democracy in our elections, most of it manufactured by the MAGA wing and the Republican Party. You might think it's a wonder anybody votes anymore. And then it goes on to talk about the numbers of people who voted in the primary mm-hmm. in Washington. I mean, it's a huge turnout for a primary. Yeah. Still below 50%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, relatively, is it a high turnout? Yeah, but most people still, the majority of people still don't vote. Right. In the country. But, I mean, it's interesting. You can't, I mean, what are they coming, is, are they saying that the MAGA crowd are the ones saying democracy is dying? Or are they saying the left is the ones saying democracy is dying like because saying, of the MAGA crowd? Yeah. Like, I don't, that I'm confused by the headline and the tagline. So the the part to me that really just like bothers me is the the what are we defining as democracy here? Just the action of voting, and because we've had so many people mm. relatively that's vote. A, that's a good distinction. I like that question. I like your line of thinking. So because we've had so many people relatively vote, democracy is not dying. Yeah, it's there's is so that much, what you're saying? Yeah, I mean the Soviet Union has 99% voter turnout. <laughs> had 99% voter turnout. Right. We wouldn't call them a democracy. There are so many elements to a moving democracy, mm-hmm. an operating democracy. Yeah. That's the better term. That if 99% of the people come out and vote, that doesn't mean. That democracy isn't dying. And you have watchdogs that we've mentioned mm-hmm. who are rating our democracy as sliding backward. Yeah. That's not based mm-hmm. on voter turnout. Yeah. What that information, just for an example, is peaceful transfer of power. Yeah. So I mean, you're... that is the ultimate. That's I mean, that's the ultimate sign of a democracy. Right. right? So if your argument is that democracy isn't dying because people voted. It's lost on me. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how I came upon this freaking headline, but I saw it, and that's instantly what that's I disa- saw. That's disappointing for them because the Seattle Times usually is actually pretty good. Yeah, but that's that's a dis- that's a that's a bad article. Yeah, that's a bad that's a bad that's a bad titled article. Titled right. And that's that's my. I mean, you going through and they're talking about voter turnout, which is great. Which yeah. is great. Call it something different though. <sighs> I mean, I, I I get it. Like everybody everybody's trying to put the the punchline on the. It just feels like right now, democracy, the death of democracy is in vogue for as a rallying cry for democratic politicians trying to drum up um, voting. I think they're trying to use that to elicit support for their cause. Like, we are the defenders of democracy. Yeah. I mean, and that's not hyperbole. They they are. They, they are. Yeah. But... Um, uh, interesting enough, uh, I saw there was a, a Gallup poll mm-hmm. came out and said that the twenty that amongst Democrats polled, mm-hmm. demo, like demo, uh, saving democracy was rated as the top reason was as the top thing of concern for them voting in this year's midterm. Oh. So. Okay. I mean, take from that what you will. Yeah. But it seems that people are paying attention to the yes. very present threat. Yes. To our institutions, to our freedom of press, to all of the things that keep a democracy healthy more right. than just showing up and voting. I mean, in Washington should have high voter turnout. It's mail in. Yeah, they make the it as e- it. they make it, it as comes easy to you. As easy as any state in the <laughs> union makes it. Yeah. You've got a month. You get a ballot in the mail that you can return by mail or taking it to someplace and dropping it off. And there's places to drop it off all over the damn place. Right. And you've got a month to fill it out and turn it in. Versus a lot of states which are like, We're going to um, not tell you where the polling places are until like the day of and you've got to be there on a random tuesday Mm -hmm. between these hours and hopefully you can get off work and if you can't get off work from your house you can drive in and then they play games with oh and low-income areas uh there's fewer vote like the distance between polling places is much wider than they are in areas where this party in power tends to have Mm -hmm. their stronger um like has stronger support generally they have more, vo- right. more polling places 
Um, so I mean, there's there's obviously the Constitution leaves up um, leaves up to each state how they want to handle and conduct their elections. So I mean, the federal government can't the federal government can't really do much mm-hmm. on that end, um, other than making sure that. I mean, it's it's interesting because the what then the Fifteenth Amendment comes into play in the civil in the and then also the the Voting Rights Act mm-hmm. gives the federal government power to sue states if right. they're if right. people if they're feeling like a state is violating or making it harder or unjustly harder mm-hmm. on on a demographic. Right, they can the federal government For can voting. step in. Yeah. But yeah, um, I mean, democracy is under threat. I just, I guess you were saying it's not. Yeah, let me read you the last two sentences or paragraphs here just because. Okay. Oh, we start at the beginning, read the end. You can get what they mean by yeah, the middle. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's how we were taught to read. Back in the real world, democracy lovers should be celebrating. Sure, it took a while to come up with the votes. They really should work on ways to speed that up. But I was waiting for that reaction. <laughs> But we sh- we just had an election with the third highest voter participation in the country. Yet the biggest takeaway was that it was too ho hum, so ho hum that nobody knows about it. In sports, the sign that the referee did a good job is when you didn't notice this. When you didn't notice them, same is true with voting. This ultimate this is ultimately how the big lie and the vast misinformation campaign of election denial fabricated solely to cast doubt on certain democratic outcomes will be disproved and defeated. It will be one boring old election at a time. I mean, the 2020 election would have been boring if there wasn't one yeah. presidential candidate Absolutely. out there saying that it was rigged. Absolutely. All elections are boring yeah. if you just let the process play out. Yeah. It's not it's not the election it's not the election counter's fault that one person is upset that it's taking a couple days right. in a, an election that's under that the difference is between a, a thousand, is under a thousand vote difference. Mm-hmm. I mean I this article is just that <laughs> article is just filled with a bunch of just like novice mistakes. Yeah. I mean, it's, or novice, it's, I guess novice, novice arguments. I mean, I, I don't even know if it's argument, but it, as much as it is, is like clickbait, right? It's it's grabbing an emotional response, right? Not just from us, because I think that hopefully, pragmatically, we're having an emotional response to you're not considering everything else, dude, and that that is misinformation it's not disinformation i don't think it's disinformation what i think it is 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 an attempt to just be like look dude we should just do it and be proud that we're all voting and it'll all take care of itself until it doesn't until you have somebody who's riling up people to storm the capitol because of an election Mm -hmm. because of an election i mean definitely yeah (sighs) yeah Anyways, so did you hear about, uh, I got more IRS news hot off the press. Congress, here's the claim. Congress just voted to exempt themselves from IRS auditing from their personal finances. I missed that vote. Uh, It's because it's not true. Members of Congress are not exempt from IRS audits, nor did lawmakers recently pass a bill to grant themselves from immunity. This claim appears to have originated from a satirical Twitter account. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so we're taking the like the so people are now taking onion headlines and yes. then running with them? Yeah. There was a point I just I remember growing up at a point in my life realizing like like the internet's bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you're if you're in the wrong place, you're going to be fed the wrong information. And we've done it here. We've had to retract things because we didn't. We just saw something and was like, "Oh wow, that's insane." But just maybe a little further investigation reveals mm-hmm. some things, right? And I remember just being like a teen, or at some point realizing, or being taught, literally taught that like there's a lot of bullshit out there, dude. Mm-hmm. And to when you hear something. We've all done it. We've all done it where we've reposted something or reshared something and then found out later it was completely false or we got duped and it's like, 
Fuck. I mean, I've never done You've that. You've never but. done it. Yo, you bullshit, dude. Bullshit. Or there's like certain certain situations like, oh, dude, uh, video game industry always, almost always gets me on uh, April Fool's. Mm. I remember when Titanfall was out, and I was playing Titanfall quite a bit, and they, on, four, on uh, April Fool's, announced that they were bringing Optimus Prime to Titanfall. I shit myself, dude. <laughs> I was like, I was... All in on Titanfall, mm. dude. I was reposting it. I was like, this is going to be amazing. And then someone's like, dude, it's April Fool's, you jackass. That that was enough embarrassment and shame yeah. for me to go, no, no more. No, I mean, are you kidding me for how gullible I am? <laughs> I I have, believed, all, I have I, believed But a I lot just of... believed what you said when you said it never, you never did it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that that's where we are, though. Like, how have we come completely to this space where we're like, well, it's on the internet. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I mean, people people believe it because they want to believe it. it, it that it, has to be it. You want to believe? I mean, it fits the narrative. If a Democratic Congress passed a bill insulating themselves from accountability right. on their taxes right. after all of this other stuff that ha- is supposedly happening with the IRS, yeah. they're coming for you. But Congress is um, Congress is able to insulate themselves yeah they passed the affordable care act forcing you to have to go onto the state option wait option well that was but the when when i think that when Obama, when, significant when the affordable care act when the affordable care act passed mm-hmm. they were saying like everybody is going to the lie was if you like your doctor you can keep them was a complete was a complete lie and everybody was going to get forced onto the state plan and meanwhile all of the members of Congress weren't going to be forced to get on Obamacare and have and privatized health care. Yeah, yeah, so it w- which has been completely false, right? That has just been it. Well, I don't understand this narrative building of like us versus them. Well, they're the elites, right? That, I, that's I'm, that's how that's how it gets painted. Yeah, they're the elites trying to dictate every little aspect of. Of your life, yeah. You can't drink a big gulp. You can't eat meat. You got to stop with the mm, carbon emissions. Mm. You got to use a paper straw. While they're basically saying, "Do as I do." There's harmful- do as I say, don't do as I do. <laughs> they're the elites yeah. because they they think they know better than us. We're nothing but the drudgery. We're nothing yeah. but the the dregs the of drones, so- the, the, the dregs of society. Yeah. The the deplor the, the deplorables. Yeah. Right. Hillary. So here's to Hillary. Um. <laughs> It all fits and it all fits into the night the nice little narrative that yeah. the Democrats are these like elites or establishment, regardless mm-hmm. of parties, elites. I, and yeah. somehow a guy with a golden with a golden toilet was going there to break up to I'm, break that yeah, up, he's right? A man he's of the people. he's yeah, right. A guy who's literally never worn a hard hat in his life no. on a on an actual yeah. job. He's Maybe never show. He's never list, lifted an actual shovel. Yeah. He's never gotten a blister on his hands from he doing manual his labor. Fucking mouth. He probably plays a tuba too. Um I was gonna say something about that 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 elitism. Oh yeah yeah yeah. People are stupid. That's what it comes down to. And I hate everyone. And I've told you this a million times. I just texted you this uh, the other day. I sent you guys an article. Oh, my God. It was a request from it was a request from jury. It was a request to get out of jury. And oh, guess no. what? I don't work there anymore. So I'm fucking sharing it. <laughs> Remember, I don't know if you saw it, but I sent it to you and CJ. Okay. And I said, I hate I hate people. Oh, God. What was it? Um, it said, oh, this is what it said. Oh, here it is. My literal text says, I hate everyone. And it says, uh, reason to be excused from this summons. I am in the news business and I am biased. Mm. Okay. We are morons. We are complete morons. And I remember the first semester of grad school, I read this article about like changing the public's mind. And how, as a marketer or as a communications person, do you... Do you shift an entire society or people's mind to just benefit themselves? Hmm. And the the example was, and the reading that we did on was like, um, uh, uh, was it is it radon in the in the soil or something like that? There's okay. there's some radiation in the soil that houses were built in this soil and in the basements. If you spend too much time in your basements, you will get cancer. And people like. 
when you're telling people the lessons were essentially that like you how do you tell people like again for their own self-interest they have to do they have to i don't know get a radon tester or or have something implemented into their house but if you you but so you can tell people that that is not an immediate threat but a long-term threat Mm -hmm. and they won't budge. But if you tell them they're going to build a factory block away and that might affect them, they're instantly enraged. They're going to do something about it and you will see collective action. But if there's guaranteed something going to give them cancer in their home, but it'll happen in like 10 years, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So I think about those things when we're talking about this narrative building against the us versus them, right? Mm-hmm. Is that a measure of like, immediate reaction like they are the elite and they're trying to affect our lives so you know what i mean Mm how how i'm just looking at this narrative building in this like idea construction by fox news entertainment um to get people to have these reactions because like looking at the two examples i just gave you can work your ass off to try to educate people that that in the long run like you were saying don't drink big gulps this shit is bad for you like in the long and maybe mm-hmm. that's the difference maybe that's where i'm going and maybe i'm connecting the dots now as i'm saying these words to you as they're coming out do you see them mm-hmm. um as you mentioned the government telling us the elite telling us hey maybe don't drink so much fucking <laughs> soda all the time or maybe don't have vending machines in high in schools and shit because in the long run as a country it's worse off it costs money in healthcare it costs money in everything mm-hmm. so maybe Maybe we try to find a way to regulate that because you can't regulate it yourselves because you're being sold by these corporations and you're too dumb to fucking figure it out. But then the immediate threat of them telling us to get on healthcare mm-hmm. or them, you know what I mean? Yeah. That or us versus them mm-hmm. or them getting away, uh, escaping by on the, from the IRS. Somehow that's more of an immediate threat to the elite, air quotes, trying to protect us long term from being fat slobs who die at 45. I'm just I'm just rambling and spitballing. I don't know if I even have a point. <laughs> well, uh, humans are apathetic. Humans it. are generally humans apath- are morons. <laughs> well, yeah, gen- humans are generally apathetic. They don't know why they do things, and they they don't care how what they do, how it affects themselves, how it affects anybody around them. Yeah. Humans are generally apathetic. Yeah, they just are. Which- <laughs> if you if you want to see this played out in like a, in a really comedic way, yes, I do. Watch the episodes of Parks and Rec, yeah. like season four and five, when Leslie is on Leslie Nope is on the city council and mm-hmm. she tries to go after Sweetums, the the candy and sugar oh, okay. uh, sugar okay. soda company, yeah. like factory, and all of the different ways they like that company spins attacking, um, pa- like attacking her mm-hmm. as attacking pa- Pawnee's way of That's life. Beautiful, and she's trying to point out to them like sugar, con- how much sugar consumption is. So she has this whole panel where she brings yep. in and talking about the size of the soda and sugar consumption, <laughs> and and then people are just still, people are still screaming at her about everything. Yeah, and then finally she gets this award. Um, for like women in politics, mm-hmm. and she gets to go to London and accept this award. That's and, the last season. Uh, that was season six. Last season, right? Seven is the last season. Oh, okay. Um, and she so she goes to London, and she's then she gets she's so mad at Pawnee, and uh, because they're trying to recall her, she's like, I do all of these things for you. Right, right. She tried doing this like no problem too small campaign mm-hmm. where this everybody was oh, coming to God, her for all this like nightmare. all of this random bullshit, and was one woman's like. I have the slug infestation. I want them gone, but I don't want them dead because I love animals. I want the slugs to be happy, but not too happy. Yeah. So this episode ends with Leslie and um, <laughs> with Leslie and uh, uh, April mm-hmm. picking the slugs off this woman's sidewalk, and the l- woman's coming home from like the grocery store, and Leslie's like, "Hey, we we solved your slug problem," and the lady goes. I wanted some of the slugs gone, not all of the slugs, mm-hmm. and slams the gate on Leslie. <laughs> and April asks, like, why why do you do this? Yeah. Is wouldn't you don't get any praise for it. You don't get nobody even says thank you. And she it's goes, you know, job. and she goes, It's a thankless and then Ron has this great line saying, It's a thankless job. What do you like in you you're don't be upset when you don't get thanked for it. Yeah. And it's this whole like this whole thing about public service and civil mm-hmm. service and in the face of overwhelming apathy and just ignorance 
we still have like you still have society still has to move on even though we're living with we're living in a society where obviously somebody had to have sued a company because on an iron there is like on most iron boxes it says do not iron clothes while wearing them yeah we live in a society with those people and then sometimes you wonder like why does society have to slow down for these people for sure but also on the flip on the flip side of that, why does it take uh, the those of those people who have any sense of altruism to push us forward? Like that's what we're relying on. Why can't? And I'm saying we, because God damn it, we work for the government, <laughs> and there's 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 an uh, there's a reason why I pursued a career in, in public service. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a reason why I. Cheyenne and I actually today on, on our walk had a really good conversation about government roles, nonprofits, and corporations. It's <laughs> a great. I mean, that's a great. That's a great conversation. It's just the system of nonprofits, right? Mm-hmm. And and providing services or the government providing services without the exchange of money because that comes from elsewhere and or so that it's available for the public, right? Mm-hmm. But it's an altruistic system, and it's you have civil servants who are going to operate within that system to to push things forward i don't know dude but then yeah you have apathetic morons cavemen who just are knuckle draggers who are just like just uh, uh what is it uh idiocracy mm-hmm. have you seen it no you haven't no. jake you've got to watch that movie um but they're all in the future watering their crops with essentially brondo it's gatorade because it has electrolytes. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm drinking electrolyte. But like they're just like, he's like, the, uh, a guy gets stuck in a time capsule, essentially wakes up in the future, and he's like, he's the smartest man alive. I've seen that clip. Yeah. Where he's talking about like use water. Yeah. And they're like, from the toilet? Like that's where the water mm-hmm. is. <laughs> oh, I'm just, I, I. You know, we're, we opened this show today with, like, talking about parenthood and, like, raising decent humans. And in a world where it, it is apathy so prevalent and just constant. But we have to r- hopefully raise humans who give a shit about carrying on our species. I don't know. Or, or constructing an environment or place that is beneficial for our species. Why? Now I sound empathetic. I don't know, man. I... <laughs> It's hard because our society, the comforts of our society, the things mm. that generations have built and built and built, allow for unhealthy, unhealthier people or just people in general, yeah, to live longer. There's very, there's a lot less accidental deaths. There's because of safety measures yeah, that yeah. government has in. Dude, the iron inc- tag, the iron warning, man. That's why. <laughs> well, think like highway safety, car safety, like. Even if you live your life perfectly, back uh, two centuries ago, there's a better than not chance you're going to die riding a horse yeah. because that was the only mode of transportation. Dude, my freaking knee, if I didn't have the, the medicine mm-hmm. technology to get where I am today. You would be a cripple. Oh, dude, it would be miserable just in pain all the time. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. And that's just you lived with it. Yeah. Or so, died. So I'm not trying to say this like, oh, all of the all of the really unhealthy people would have died. Yeah, and basically, yeah. we're. I mean, any no, people we're died. Cushions. We're in cushions. People, we're in a bubble. People all of the time died for everything. Right. People just died. Yeah. Nobody lived for longer. That's why everybody. <laughs> lived. You look. You looked like. You look at old timey photos. Nobody was smiling. Yeah. Why? Because life <laughs> fucking sucked. <laughs> Find Jesus. me one old black and white photo of people smiling. <laughs> Because life was terrible. Yeah. It was hard. You died from everything. <laughs> everything could kill you. Yeah. You didn't like... I. It, it, so we have so much to be thankful for. And a lot of that comes from collective action from a government that gives a shit. Yeah. And yeah, it's not pretty. But at the end of the day, when they say, hey... Here's a campaign to try to educate your ass on the on the um the uh, the threat of overeating sugar, yeah. a sedentary lifestyle, yeah. and maybe you should do these things. 
And they're like, no, fuck you. Stop trying to tell me how to live my life. <laughs> I, it's... At what point do you just... Like, you want to just wash your hands of it and be like, fine, go die. Yeah. But you can't. Because we have to... We, we, we're all in this together. We're all humans, right? We yeah. have to... We can't think like that. So A, a parallel is COVID, naturally. Mm-hmm. Wear a mask. Social distance. Just be careful. No fucking you ain't telling me what to do. And now you're sick and dead in a with a freaking tube down your throat. If all people had the ability to be like, Oh, I got COVID for not wearing a mask and not getting vaccinated, I guess I'm just gonna have to use my home remedies and ivermectin at home and I'm not gonna go burden the public resources right. and other people who told me to do these preventative measures, then I would be like, f- f- okay, fine. If you didn't want it, yeah. if you didn't want to go get vaccinated, you didn't want to go get, you didn't want to wear a mask. You wanted to rail on about government overreach <laughs> in the flying face of medicine and science. Then in you, and then if you got sick, you had the, I don't know, the self-awareness to be like, well, I'm not going to go get help. Unfortunately, all of those people still then, once they got sick, wanted government to take... Emergency wanted, help. Wanted government to then take care of them. Yeah. For free. For free. And you know what? That's what government is there for. <laughs> you can cuss it. You can scream at it. You can talk about overthrowing it, having a civil war. But at the end of the day, it's... Most of the most people end up needing it. You know why? Because it it provides so much service in so many things that you just you don't even think on a general day how, how much how much government affects you and how much we as humans need it and benefit from it. Yeah. Did you hear about the the sounds of the black hole? No. From space? Was it belching? No. They no. This is it. Because people always talk about black holes eating, which is such a weird way to describe black holes <laughs> oh my bad that's a brown hole <laughs> <laughs> stupid i'm done bye <laughs>